Welcome to the Zenov Podcast. You're listening to our Business Resilience Series, where we bring to you conversations between eminent industry stalwarts and thought leaders from across the globe as they discuss their insights on overcoming challenges and the mindset that helps them navigate the journey of crisis, resilience, and growth. Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of Zenov Podcast, Business Resilience Series. I'm Pari Natarajan, CEO of Zenov and I'll be your host today. The last two years, the enterprise digital transformation has accelerated. More and more enterprises have realized that their existing customer connect and retention of those customers is very, very critical. So they're looking at how do I move my customers into more a recurring stream of revenue? How do I keep in touch with customers on a regular basis? How do I continue to update my products? And, and this is not just enterprise software company. These are even industrial company, thinking like a SaaS company. And this was there before, before the pandemic, but these trends have clearly accelerated over the last few years. And you can see that in the overall engineering spend. When we do the engineering spend analysis, you can see um, the overall digital engineering spend growing much faster for industrial companies uh, compared to the legacy engineering spend. To shed light on some of these aspects and how service companies are increasingly becoming strategic partners to enterprises, we have with us Hari Sadahali, Corporate Vice President, Engineering and R&D Services at Chill. With more than 30 years of global experience across different business and technical functions, Hari currently heads the manufacturing, medical, and transportation organization within HCL where he oversees both global sales as well as delivery. Welcome, Hari, to the Zeno Podcast Business Resilience Series. It's great to have you with us. Thanks, Pari. Thanks for having me here. Let's get right into it then. So according to our latest um, R&D report, in spite of the pandemic, the overall engineering spend actually went up. But the legacy engineering where companies are working on mechanical, embedded, um, it's been flat versus the spend on digital engineering, which is more modern tech software, uh, has increased significantly. And our projection to 2025, uh, we're going to see very similar trend where there's an acceleration of uh, software spend. So, Hari, you've been um, managing asset-heavy industries within HCL engineering and R&D services. Even this increase in spending, how do you see uh, a digital influence across the asset-heavy industry? Is it different from the iTech industry, um, HCL serves as well? Great question, first of all. Um, the areas in which I manage, at least I run, which is asset-heavy industries, is very different compared to the, the uh, so-called high-tech industries, uh, where the, a lot of digital spend is happening. When you put them together as a overall engineering, you will see the spend pattern in a slightly different way. But when you look at asset heavy industries, you are absolutely correct in terms of the digital spend is significantly increasing compared to the legacy spends of the what they're currently being doing. It's more of necessity for the, our asset heavy industries to survive and be relevant into the future. But having said that, each of the asset heavy industries have their own challenges because they are not into the only the digital spend. They don't have to survive with their legacy spend, legacy engineering. They have to work with their existing product, uh, the future product. Uh, there is the continued engineering spend has to happen. Uh, but I think 
What I've seen in most cases, many of our customers balancing this spend between the digital and conventional engineering. But uh, if you see the rate of growth, uh, maybe you'll see the digital higher than the legacy, but they do spend a significant amount of uh, uh, engineering spend on the legacy. What are the use cases, Hari, you see asset-heavy industries spending on digital technologies? So broadly, I'm seeing, uh, uh, Pari, is the two areas our customers spend in the digital. The one is the what I call is a product-centric, other one what I call process-centric. Uh, typically, product-centric to make the product um, get the um, more user experiences, uh, to make the uh, get more efficiencies, more productivities of uh, doing. Um, and the process-centric, obviously, the biggest spend I see is in the areas of the industry 4.0, or quote-unquote digital manufacturing. Uh, in the both the spends of the process-centric as a product-centric, uh, we see significant areas of the money being spent of the uh, digital dollars being spent today. And you work across manufacturing, um, medical, and other industries. How, how is it different in terms of product process-centric view uh, is it different for each of this industry when you talk to customers? By and large, all asset-heavy industries, uh, each of the industry, for at least the industry which I run, traditional industrial manufacturing companies and uh, med devices companies and automotive or aerospace businesses, in a way, if you really look at it, the uh, need of each of the industries is slightly different, uh, especially if I go back and take in healthcare industries. Uh, today, the bulk of the spend is happening in the digital health are uh, uh, giving them the uh, either the provider space or the uh, caregiver spaces are in these places. And all the products currently they're looking at is to become uh, very easily accessible, put the data analytics on top of that, uh, gets connected, and all that stuff which is happening around that, whether it could be in the diagnostic areas or the or med devices areas. If I come to the automotive world, if I come, obviously today the biggest trend is in the in the autonomous areas and the electrification areas, uh, the need is um, uh, to become more and more relevant in the current. And they're also looking at a lot of manufacturing guys spending in the becoming sustainability areas and the, the areas they would spend. Um, so each of this industry has a slightly different spend pattern. Uh, obviously, in the manufacturing and the auto or the traditional asset-heavy industries, significant spend I'm seeing in the areas of the uh, digital manufacturing or industry 4.0. Uh, this is uh, uh, very different maybe from the compared to the uh, asset light industries. Got it. So it seems like each industry has a different view, like automotive focusing on EV and medical more on diagnostics. And yeah. and and if you look at uh, sustainability, seems to be a theme across. That's very, very interesting. I mean, digital is one of the most overused terms in the technology ecosystem. But if as you take your offering portfolio to customers, what do you define as digital engineering? See, what we have done, um, Ari, especially uh, digital is all pervasive. And I'm trying to define that specific to engineering world uh, versus because a lot of enterprise digital happens uh, in the areas of that. Spend may come from the uh, different buyers, uh, the enterprise uh, digital. Um, specifically to the engineering world or the technology world, I've uh, defined the digital spend three major buckets. Uh, one is the, of course, product-centric, uh, which is the connected product, making product more uh, smarter, or connected, do the data analytics around that, all that stuff on the on a product-centric, uh, taking the product to the cloud. And many of the customers are moving the product as a service. 
So obviously they have to really look at the, uh, that I call as the connected product and services. Uh, that one big spend happens there. Uh, second spend on the, uh, on the digital is the, uh, which I talked about the process centric, uh, which is essentially driven by industry 4.0. Uh, and the connected factories or the connected um, uh, digital manufacturing, what we talked about, both on a legacy side of the uh, spend on the connected factories, as well as which is typically MES, MOM type of activities versus to digital thread, digital twin in a factory environment. This is also becoming the uh, significant spend. That's the second tower line. Third tower I talked about the engineering infrastructure required uh, to do all the digital transformation. It could be bedrock core PLM services or the services which you need engineering infrastructure, which is required, cloud infrastructure, which is required for them to be there to transform their digital spend. So all put together in the three, I call that the connected design. And the one way is connected design from the bedrock platform side of it, connected manufacturing and the connected product and platform. If you put all of them together, which will differentiate from the enterprise digital spend, which happens, which is the uh, on a core engineering side, today if you talk about uh, any of the engineering heads, and probably broadly I can split them into the three buckets, and that's where I would see the growth happening in all three places. Got it, got it. And um, what are the challenges for a lot of the asset-heavy industry, the culture, the DNA has been uh, more hardware, uh, physical products, the leadership in these companies come from that background. The the engineering, um, uh, core engineering teams come from that background. When you think about digital, are they able to transition into some of these modern technology? What are some of the challenges faced by your customers in, in this transition? And how are you helping them? Especially in asset-heavy industries, they're not a born digital, uh, obviously. Uh, culturally, they're uh, product-heavy, physical product-heavy industries. They have to do very, very delicate balance uh, in terms of the digital versus core of the product engineering space. Especially when this, most of their customers are today one of the biggest challenges they face is in terms of the market reach. Or uh-huh. to make uh, their business more efficient, uh, productive, uh, make it financially the stronger so while they're managing the cost side of it, they manage the cost structure because the global inflations, global uh, geopolitical situation is impacting them. Supply chain is one part of it. Uh, impact. So on the other hand, where their customers are looking at is the more and more technology savvy product to be there and hence digital has to be connected for them. So they always find it very balancing act there to do it between the digital spend versus the conventional product spend. When they do it, this one, and uh, they have to definitely look at how do I monetize my digital spend and who is going to pay for that uh, digital spend. I, but it is becoming very necessary for them. They have to spend, but how to make it, they, how do we make monetizing the digital spend? In this process, uh, what HCL has been doing is what we are currently doing is to uh, help them uh, re-adjust their balances or uh, budgets in a way, uh, digital versus this. In some areas, customers are looking at insourcing some of the digital spend, some areas we think we can they can outsource that. So what we are doing is the, uh, we are working very very closely with the customers. Uh, what is core versus context? Maybe some part of it in the past was what are the core today it could be in context, which can be easily outsourced. Some part of the digital may be becoming very insourcing part of it. So when it based on the customer strategy of insourcing and outsourcing, and we are working very very closely with customers, readjust their budgets, and HCL is playing a role of consultative role in terms of the uh, managing the entire budget and makes the the business objectives are met. 
Yeah, it's interesting. You you are able to um, kind of re-adjust the engineering talent architecture of your customers uh, in a way that they're able to um, act very quickly for around the digital area, but also not kind of let go of their legacy engineering. And you kind of maintain that for them in certain areas, what is in certain areas you're building some of the new core uh, for these uh, for these companies. It looks like um, you know you you successfully moved your organization from an engineering outsourcing vendor to an an engineering transformation partner uh, to your customer. Now, and this transition, um, one of the key aspects is having a very strong consulting capability front end to be able to educate and advise customers in this transformation. Uh, how are you driving that? that? That is also a reskilling for your team, which is close to customer, right? Again, Pari, this is a very important aspect of a digital transformation. What we have done, obviously, in a typical service industries is the um, sales and delivery are two organizations which drives the business, correct? They go and sell mm-hmm. and somebody come and deliver that. What we have created is a very uh, a digital transformation organization, which is the overlaying organization, which is a very consultative-led, and uh, we have uh, a lot of people have been hired into that from the industry, as well as the people from our digital team has been put together, and a strong team has been put with a consultative mind, solutioning mind. Uh, they will help our customers of uh, bringing the uh, what is the uh, it is the multiple layer of consulting, correct? The technology layer of consulting, domain layer of consulting, process layer of consulting, business layer of the consulting. So we help of our customer to transition through from their uh, classical engineering to the digital areas. So we have made a lot of significant investment of building that layer of talent, uh, which is the, uh, it could be um, the consulting layer. Many of them come from the core product engineering, uh, come from the manufacturing background, come from the digital background. It is a pool of people uh, which is available and I call digital transformation team and which will help and part of the our not only our sales process, they'll also help and the sit on the other side and the, the part of my customer side to recraft the needs and the, eventually what we'll do it is they solve a customer's business problem through technology layer or a digital layer. So we are in the process of solving customers' business problems through engineering and technology and digital layer. So we have created a new layer of team uh, which enables them and support our customers in transformation journey. Great. Um, Thanks, Ari. It's very interesting to hear how asset-heavy industries are adopting digital technology for various aspects of the business, both product as well as process-centric. And your own transformation of creating an organization which can help, as you say, the classical engineering organization as well as digital engineering organization based on where the customer needs are. And also having a very strong focus around transformation where your teams are able to sit alongside with customers, draft the roadmap for the transformation and not just provide them the roadmap, but also help in executing the roadmap with a very strong integrated sales and delivery organization. Uh, excellent. Uh, thanks for all the insights and creating an organization which is able to sit alongside the customers and support them. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Pari. Thank you for having me here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this episode of Zeno Podcast, Business Resilience Series. Stay tuned, and we'll be back with another episode with another visionary leader soon. Till then, take care and stay safe. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Resilience Series. Stay tuned for more such interesting episodes. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. To know more about Zenove, visit our website, www.zenove.com, or drop us a note at info at zenove.com. Follow us on Twitter at Zenove for regular updates on our content. Thank you again for listening to the Business Resilience Series of the Zenove Podcast.